Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that doesn't have a $23 billion dividend. I'm sorry. I'm Scott Phillips and he is Andrew Page. G'day, mate. How are you? Very good. Very good. It would, would be better with a big fat dividend like that. $23 billion would be nice. Is Strawman paying a $23 billion dividend this year? Uh, not this year. No, 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 neither's the motley fool. I mentioned, I mentioned the straw man matter here. It's a um, investment private club bond. Some, uh, what is it again? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, private, private online investment club. Ah, that's it. I got the order wrong. <laughs> oh, I'll get it right eventually. I of course work for the motley fool, and together we do motley fool money, mate. Um, how's your week been? Massive week of earnings. Stuff going all over the place. Yeah, never, a, never a dull moment. Um, yeah, keeping, keeping us busy. Just. Uh, yeah. An astonishing firehose of stuff. I, I subscribe to one of those announcement kind of um, the emails that send, send the announcements out to you and they kind of drop on the ASX. You choose which companies you want to cover and some mornings you just sit there and say, ding, 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 ding. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Give me lunchtime before you even get to this stuff. It's just incredible the sheer number of companies all coming out at the same time, as they should, as they need to. Mm. Um, in Japan, they do it all on the same day. Wow. Is that not bananas? Can you imagine 2,000 ASX companies going, here it is, <laughs> good oh. luck. Do you know what I've, I have? I have gotten better at over the years. I've mm. I've I've learned to accept mm. that I'm just not going to get to everything in mm. a in a quick manner. Where I used to like things would come out, and as you say, often a, a number of companies in a day, and I felt as though yeah. I had to be across all of that and form an yep. opinion on all of that that day. You know, and and now it's like there'll be some results I won't get to until two or three weeks after they've reported, maybe even longer. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, look, if there's anything massive within that, the market is is very, very quick to react <laughs> to these things. Not necessarily yeah. in a sane way, but it'll 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 be very quick. So either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. I don't. I think it's it's the height of hubris to mm. think that I am going to a company is going to release information. I'm going to read it, digest it, interpret it, mm-hmm. and act on it before anyone else does. <laughs> So it's like, it's not going to happen anyway. It's not the game I play anyway. Mm. And it's just been, it's been a bit liberating. I got to say emotionally and psychologically just to say, it's cool. They're all coming out. I'll, I'll get to them when I'm ready. Because for the, you know, for the most part, for the entire entirety of it, I'm looking to hold these things for five years plus. So it's, it's a subtle mental shift, but it's one that's Mm. helped me anyway. It's massive, isn't it? I'm similar-ish, man. I do try and skim them as they come out just to make sure there's nothing meaningful. Sure. I guess that's partly because it's my day job, honestly, um, in terms of making sure our members understand what we think about the companies we cover and whether there's anything meaningful and, and need to change. But otherwise, I actually completely agree with you. I, um, one of my pet peeves is those trading apps who say, you know, download now so you can trade the, app, trade the market after hours. The market's open 16 hours a day. Don't miss out. Mm. And it's like, guys, A, the chance you see it before somebody else is, is minuscule. And even B, if you do... The algorithmic and, and kind of high frequency trading computers will have picked that up in a in a fraction of a second. Yeah. The, the the reality of the chance of you actually being there to do something is so small. And frankly, any decision made without enough time to reflect and actually consider things is probably going to be wrong anyway. Like it's almost that. Oh, I better mm. sell. Oh, I better buy. Mm. And you think, well, a the prices will have already moved. Like there is no there is no free lunch. There's no there's no magical fifteen minutes when the price hasn't moved. Everyone knows it, but no one's bought the shares yet. And you're the first one to arrive and go. Oh, guess what I just saw? Mm. It. Um, my wife's a, a school teacher and education consultant, and she tells the story of Year Nine boys who every year try the same new tactics to try and get the teacher right. And it's like, guys, I know you just got to Year Nine. Everyone's been in year nine for years. Like I've been teaching year nine for a long, and it's like that with the market, right? So we're yeah. trying to tell them, guess what? You're a year nine boy. Go for it. Yeah. And every rest of the market's like, 
no, no, we we know how this works. We're actually already there. We're we're all over it. It's um, it's a, it's a funny old thing that it, it, it's a bit of bit of human arrogance, bit of hubris to kind of think if I had the app and I could trade it, then maybe I would possibly get there before everybody else. And my my future is there waiting for me. If only I can be the first person with the super app to trade after hours or to do whatever needs to be done. It's it's a bit crazy, hey. It, it's kind of it's a, it, What's crazy is how effective that is as a, as a message for for all of these apps because Mm-mm-mm. I mean you just think at it for more than three seconds it's like well if yeah. i had a program that could do that hey yeah. i'm not selling it i'm gonna use it right yeah it, yeah, yeah why would i sell it why would i give someone yeah. the opportunity for a couple hundred bucks a year or whatever it is to do this <laughs> yeah and, and basically the more people who have it in their hands the more it arbitrages any opportunity well, i'm just gonna use it i'm just yep. gonna use it secondly yep. they don't exist right like it's just there's no there's no way that that um hmm. The world is too complicated, you know. And and the and then the third th- thrust of it is well, mm. you are if you want to play that game, and there are some like people playing that game, mm. but they're hedge funds who have got like three PhDs from MIT <laughs> who have got a supercomputer <laughs> and have actually positioned their office mm. next to the exchange mm. so they can get that four picosecond advantage on the other hedge fund that's across the road. Like, it's it, you are not going to compete with your iPhone yeah, app, yeah. right? Like, just... Totally it's, and it's, like, it can feel... It, there's two things on that. One, it can feel very unfair. It's like, oh, it's yeah. all rigged. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. if it makes you feel better, those guys don't make any money yeah. anyway. <laughs> that's right. Despite not, all that, exactly. Yeah, not in aggregate. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. some are doing well at some of the time, but yeah. on balance, yeah. not all of them aren't doing all, well all the time. It's mm. just mm. free money doesn't, there's no free doesn't exactly. exist yeah. like that. Yeah. Two, you don't have to play the game. Yeah, mm. I, I, mm. It took me a long time to learn that lesson. I, I'm, I'm, It's the share market, quote unquote. Yeah. And I'm investing in it and hedge funds are investing in it and pension funds and sovereign mm-hmm. funds and et cetera. Pe- people that, that are in a lot of ways far more advantaged than me. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm playing a completely different game yeah. we've often talked about. And, and, and just to you know, flog this horse again, the huge edge that I have and that I think anyone listening can have mm. is just to, is to have a, a lower time preference. Just, just to be able to... Because all of these guys, and I say guys in a gendered way because they are all, only dudes are that you know, <laughs> no. arrogant to think that they can do this, yeah. is, is, is that they're all, they're, all, they're all trying to make money, you know, in mm-hmm. uh, the next quarter, the next half, maybe the next year. If you can mm. just go a little bit beyond the horizon, mm. you're all of a sudden in a, in a wonderfully privileged position and it's, mm. it's huge. It's, um, I think the, the point about, you know, playing the game is, is so important, mate, because... Even if you, even if there is money being made by someone, and even if it is unfair, and it, I know you say that no one is, and I think that's absolutely right, but let's assume it was mm. that someone was actually making all this money. Um, we can't beat them at that game. No, it, it is it is blatantly stupid to try and play to try and win at a game. If, if winning is important, and in money it is, uh, if you're playing table tennis with the, with the kids, knock yourself out. But if you know, it, well, that, then again, some people want to make sure they beat the kids at table tennis too. Um, I, I do. I definitely. <laughs> we, we got a ping pong table for Christmas, and I. Oh, I'm the alpha go. male in, in this here house. Comes the story. I, I don't yeah, for, care that my kids mate, are young. I'm winning for a while, just quietly, and eventually you're going to stop having to. Uh, you're going to have to either stop playing or accept that. You're Hyper not aware as good of as you that. Were. Hyper uh, aware. My my plays handball. We play it in the house, much to my wife's chagrin. And can I say, I still beat him probably more than half the time, but not by that much more anymore. Three or four <laughs> years coming. ago, I'd go easy on him these days. I'm like, yeah, that's, I've passed that's, that getting, threshold. that's getting tough. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. we don't, so we don't play that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Hey, table tennis table, kids. What's a, go to darts at about 13 and you've yes, got a couple of years exactly. there and then you should be, you know, pool, when he gets to 18, you'll be, you'll be good for a year and a half there. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, what I was going to say was, um, 
and you know the, the even even if they are making a lot of money uh, playing that game with a hope to win is is just I think frankly it's called blatant stupidity because it's madness right I can go down the gym and try and outlift the the hulky you know six foot four bloke who's got muscles bigger than my legs um, on his neck uh, that, you know I kind of and I can try I can go I'm going to go and beat him oh it's not fair he's been it's like he's better than me he's on the roids or whatever it's like it doesn't matter you're just not going to lift more than him so why would you enter a competition and yeah. with your money even more yeah. your competition yeah. for pride only is bad enough pride plus money is see kind of okay well if I can't win that game yeah. you know should should there be policy change or whatever yeah maybe that, that's a whole different conversation but trying to win that game is just dumb and the trading apps have out the other guy really if you yeah. know the rules of the game just play a different game as you say yeah. just simply being long term taking a longer view most computers are trading in seconds most day traders are trading in days mm. most fund managers frankly are trading in three month blocks and if you don't mm. believe me check out Magellan's just the debacle there of you lose a couple of times in a row Mm-hmm. No one wants to talk to you. They mm-hmm. have lost so much in terms of funds under management. Um, yep. You know, as much as I sometimes criticise fundies for charging too much and all that kind of stuff, and I don't resile from that, I also reckon they chosen a pretty hard game to play because if you're not yeah. right regularly for a long time, over and over and over again, um, you, you lose your you lose your investors super fast, right? We have the opportunity to say, actually, I don't want to play those games. I'm not going to try and beat the fundies. I'm mm-hmm. not going to try and beat the computers. I'm not going to try and beat the day traders. I'm going to actually just invest long term and, and you know take advantage of what's a structural benefit by the way if you trade daily you're literally trying to guess the price if you trade and you're a long term investor and you're saying I'm going to simply take the not only am I going to try and find the right businesses but I believe capitalism is going to create more value over time I'm literally on an upwards escalator and maybe I can jump a step maybe I fall back a step the escalator is going to keep going up right so even if I do really badly even if I walk backwards on the escalator I'm yeah. still going to end up at the top Yeah. you know yeah, versus, the, versus the day trader who's saying Oh, I'll jump over there, jump over here, jump over there, jump over here. It's just, uh, anyway. Gosh, we, yes, we've, the, we've launched into a rant. And, haven't we? And, haven't and, we? and uh, <laughs> yeah, segue really early. But while, start the podcast. While, while we're here, might as well <laughs> yeah. keep going. Um, oh, here we go. All right, go. A couple of, couple of other things I'd make. There, there, is, nice. there is, someone did figure out a way to deliver very consistent returns um, for, their, for their clients. And his name was Bernie Madoff. And <laughs> there we go. So that's that's that if if, if you see, if I would almost say if you see a yeah. fund manager who is consistently yeah. delivering the same yep. return, you're just like it, it it's it is so statistically yeah. unlikely as to be a yeah. massive red flag if ever you, you, you see it. So you should don't <laughs> yeah. expect it, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say just on just on this idea <laughs> of the the day trading mm. hyper hyperactive trading. So we've kind of said that it's very hard to win, mm-hmm. virtually impossible in, in any practical terms for, for the mm-hmm. average person. Yeah. Um, let's let's say that it wasn't. Let's say you could do it, but the trouble is, is it becomes a full time job, mm-hmm. like it, yeah, yeah, in in the sense that you're working 50, 60 hours a week at it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to you've got to ask yourself, you know, whatever I job I do at the moment, or maybe I'm a nurse, mm-hmm. or I'm a teacher, I'm a whatever I do, mm-hmm. um, I've got guaranteed money in my paycheck each fortnight for doing a mm. job. One that's far less stressful. One where I'm not going to necessarily wipe out 20% of my mm. net worth mm. in a particular mm. day and then be up 40% <laughs> the next day and have... It's yeah. it's sort of... That's that the thing that I think a lot of people miss with that is even if you assume it's successful, mm. it mm. is a lot of work and it is hyper, hyper yes, stressful. Right. Exactly. exactly. Now, I'm not built for that. So I can... Yeah. I can yeah. I know we were talking because you had a holiday recently. Mm-hmm. We went out the back of Whoop Whoop. Did. And didn't look at Out your the phone. back about the back of whoop whoop. You were like miles away, <laughs> and not. Yeah. And you said to me, yeah. "I didn't even look at my shares when I was gone." And why would you? Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Like that is, 
that that just seems like a lot more of an I, I'm a lazy person. I want to be able yeah. to do a little like there's no <laughs> shortcut. You need to do a bit of work in investing, but like do yeah. my work, make my decisions, mm-hmm. and then and then get on with other mm-hmm. things in life. Mm-hmm. This is this has always been when I was really young and new to this. I think the appeal for me was with the share market was that I could give someone my money. And they do yeah. all of the work. <laughs> give me back more at the end. And then yeah, they yeah. would just give me back more yeah, in the yeah, future. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I don't, if, if I'm if I'm the one who has to give them my money and then go in and then do all the work, it's kind of well, it defeats the purpose, mm, right? Mm, mm. Not for me. Yeah, I think that's right, mate. I think that's right. And you're right. We have started with a with a pretty good tangent, so we might we might leave that one there for now. At least we'll probably come back to it. But it's all part of the fun. Um, it, it, yeah, it's an important. It's an important. So, look, you, you, your point was about earnings season. I think that's really, really important. I will go through a couple though, mate, because there were some really, really interesting stats. I question for you: Have you ever made a massive, massive mistake avoiding BHP? It had a record dividend, second highest profit on record, twenty three billion dollars is the amount of money BHP is paying its shareholders in dividends, and that's. Obviously, a stupidly large amount of money with more zeros than anyone needs to worry about. But it's also, by the way, the dividend alone is two and a half times CBA's annual profit. Just to put yeah. that in some sort of scale and size, right? CBA still make a squillion dollars, by the way. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's just a really, really interesting um, set of circumstances. And I, I, you know, we we have both traditionally said nah, mining too hard. I will disclose quickly. I own some shares in Fortescue that I bought late last year. Um, but uh, traditionally, we've avoided mining. Um, BHP, you know, hard to argue with the success of, of that company over the past little while. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <clears throat> uh, it's another thing I've learned a while ago is, <laughs> is, is, is not to lament the, the missed opportunity because they're just, they are, mm. they're legion. Mm. They're everywhere. Mm. Like when you look around, it's just like, oh, I could have, would have, should have. On <laughs> You want to yeah. talk about BHP? I, I, can, yeah. I can point to, you know, 20 others that have gone right, up right, 10x right. and like, well, if, if I really want to play the regret game, there's there's, <laughs> more, there's bigger regrets than BHP. Um and I think also too, it's it's another thing that that is mm. is worth emphasizing is that you, you've got to. What does Buffett say? You don't. Um, you need to. You need to stay within your circle of competence. And it doesn't yeah. matter how big that circle is, but knowing where the boundaries are <laughs> are vitally yeah. important. Yeah. And I and, and 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 I just I don't have any particular edge. I feel when it comes to to mining stocks, and so for better or worse, I just it, it's not it's not my bag. So I just right. stay away. So I don't. Yeah. Look, I don't. I don't. I don't regret it too much. I will say this, mate. I could go mm. back to 2011 and bought BHP at 35 bucks. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, it's only 40 bucks now, um, all, all that, you know, 11 years later. Mm. And I'm not just picking highs of the market here. I can go back to 2014, you know, like, you know, 10 years ago, maybe it's, it's gone three, yeah. three and a half percent per year. Yeah. I think the people who do well on mining stocks are those who, who seem to have a bit of an um, mm. aptitude for understanding cycles and commodity prices and the rest of it this is this and this is part of the reason why it's it is something that i don't tend to focus on because it's that sort of macro picture that underlying sensitivity to commodities that i just i just find very difficult with all of that being said because i'm sure a lot of people are shouting at me right now (laughs) you know i'm bashing bhp i'm not actually i think bhp is probably the best mining company in the world right right i'm really impressed with them i think i think their move into I think they get which way the wind is blowing. The divestments mm, mm. and investments that they have made mm. are very astute, and I think over the next ten years, shareholders will be a, will will have been well served mm. by that pivot into um, into these nickel and sort of 
electrification kind of metals and commodities. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think they'll that'll that'll have been a, a good move. I just um, I just pull up some numbers just for the sheer fun of it. Over since 1990, I just uh, the the graph. I pulled up Yahoo graph, and it seems like it starts somewhere earlier than 1990, but not as far back as 1980. So I just literally put first of first 1990. So there's probably some some base effect at play here. Uh, but BHP in that 20 or 32 years up 1100 percent. The All Lords up 340 percent. Wow. So close call it a tripling. Uh, in the last five years, again, just hitting the five Y button on Yahoo Finance because, again, I'm lazy. Um, BHP up 61% versus the market. This year, all up 27%. I don't know, mate. It's, it, I, I'm, I'm only... You know, it's funny. I think, you know, they say sacred cows make the best burgers, which is one of those uh, phrases. Uh, I don't yeah. think it might even be a yeah. book title. Um, and it's... I just... I, I don't have an answer. Um, and you're right. We shouldn't buy everything that can possibly go up. But I also think at some level, BHP wasn't a, a tiny micro cap that, you know, we had to sift the... Sift the... Uh, all, the all the grains of sand to try and desperately find this thing hidden somewhere. Mm. It was like in plain sight and has been for decades. You know, it's not like we couldn't have looked at it and gone, how can we possibly understand BHP? Or what if maybe it was somehow successful? It's like, no, we could see, see it coming. So I guess I'm, just, I'm asking myself as much as I'm asking you and just wondering to myself whether or not... Um, whether or not there's a, there's a lesson to be learned, whether or not my general dislike for most miners, which is well-known, is actually right. And whether or not there are the exceptions that prove the rule. Uh, uh, you know, a structurally challenged sector, absolutely. Um, you and I both talked about the fact that you invest in digging a hole and then when the hole's empty, you kind of walk away and dig another hole. So really capital intensive in terms of the process of digging, but even just once the, once a resource is gone, it's literally gone. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, so those things are all true, right? And, and mining exploration is a mugs game because it's it's lotto ticket stuff yeah but i do but i do wonder more broadly about some of these big diversified miners and i, and I do wonder whether over the long term there was an opportunity to look at it and say yeah okay maybe maybe for all of those things that are true about the structure of the industry and about the reality of exploration all that kind of stuff mm. uh, and again we i don't want to i don't necessarily the you know, other reason i'm asking is i'm wondering what what next right like is this is this the 1999.com boom? See, I told you guys you should have invested in .com stocks. Look how great they are. And you, you know, a couple of years later, you go, oh, wow, that was terrible, bad idea. So, you know, you don't, you don't want to be that guy. And I've got to say, this level of earnings is probably unsustainable because the iron ore price is probably going to fall at some point. And so mm. I'm not even saying that necessarily this is the right price or the right profit. I, I'm just, I'm trying to ask myself that question of how badly have I, <laughs> have I missed the opportunity? And, and what can I learn from it? Is there, ha- have I missed it? If I've missed it, is there an opportunity from from that or in that that maybe I can learn and say, you know what, mm. I thought this was true, mm. but how about I slay the sacred cow and maybe reconsider mm. whether or not there's actually value here? Do you, do, you, do you have a thought on the answer or the process or yeah. the question? Or I'm ne- never short of an opinion, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, I, w- I would say context matters. So if you were ask, pondering that dilemma and looking at your yeah. portfolio, which had just like been really mm. average or, mm. or terrible, then I think, yeah. Some some very honest self reflection, and I'm not talking. You just had a bit of bad luck over the last three months yeah. or something, yeah. but you know you've been doing it for a multi year period, and you're just <laughs> falling away. <laughs> and these all these things that you said were yeah. terrible yeah. are going really well, and all the things you yeah. thought were great are not. You know, then it's like yeah, that's that's time for some honest self reflection. <laughs> yeah. If you Scott yeah. Phillips is sitting there going, no, actually I've done pretty well, I've beaten the market, achieved my goals. <laughs> you know, you, you will always yeah. you will no yeah. matter who Buffett will be able to say I could have done better. Yeah. You know, everyone in theory will look back and go, if I only avoid, dodged that bullet or if I only yes, jumped exactly. on that train, I would have done better. So I think I think that context is worth worth mm-hmm. saying. And I know I, I put that to you because I know that 
you, you don't have that lament. You're, you're doing just fine. So it's kind of like, so I put, so there's that. Mm. The other thing is, um, I do think it is, uh, that all said, I do think it is worth challenging your own biases and preconceptions. I'll give you a really good example, mate. Just this week, um, we spoke with Strawman, the managing director of uh, Clinuvel Pharmaceuticals. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so one of our members said, it's part of what we do. We, we, we connect our members of CEOs, hopefully mm-hmm. give us a bit more understanding on things. Mm-hmm. And some people suggest things. And say, hey, Andrew, can, <laughs> can we speak to Clinuvel? And I hadn't heard of it. Well, I, just, I, I guess I'd never really looked at it. And then I saw, what's it called? I typed it in, Clinuvel Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> and I just thought, ugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Really? Exactly. I guess so. The biotech you know. hopeful, blah, blah, blah. It, it's it's not about me. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. people want to hear from them. Okay. So we, we, we lined it up. Anyway, You're a man story. of the people, Andrew. You're a man of the people. Well, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. And um, uh, so I lined them up. And before the meeting, I thought, gosh, I should do some prep for this. Hmm. Get this. I don't know if you know them. And this isn't a pitch, but this is, but this is, I'm trying to sort of emphasize a point here. Hmm. They, um, for the five years through the end of last year, the full financial year, their revenues have grown eightfold. Wow. Uh, just in the most recent quarter, it was a 61% rec- uh, improvement, a record result. Mm. It's not just about top line growth. They had they spewed out 18 million in free cash flow. So this is after all the money they've, they brought in, minus all of their expenses, minus all of their necessary investments, um, $18 million. Mm. Um, there's no debt. There's 120 million dollars in cash. Now this is what's going to floor you because this I had I had to like check three different sources because I just didn't believe it. Go the on. net margin, the net mm. margin mm. is 50% and has been for oh. the last few years. I'm not talking about gross profit margin. Yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. EBITDA margin. <laughs> After tax, cents left of every uh, dollar of sales. And it's like that. I challenge you to find tech companies yeah. that have that. Now, That's what this saying, sounds yeah. like I'm, I don't own shares in Clinuvel. I'm not <laughs> pitching it. There's a whole sort yeah. of, you know, yeah. uh, and yeah. I, I, don't, I, I use it as an example because I think you make a really good point of sometimes you do need to sort of question those prejudices of I don't invest yeah. in biotech. Yeah. I don't invest in mining companies. I think Mm. to your point, there are always exceptions to the rule. I think I think it's worth looking at those exceptions Mm. and going, Mm. what made them the exception? Doesn't necessarily mean that you just abandon, especially if you've got, as I said at the beginning, if you've got a strategy that's working, don't throw that in the bin to chase something else because it's new and shiny (laughs) and different. Um, But but yeah, it's it's it it is there are exceptions to every rule, and it is it is worth challenging those biases. So. Let me ask you about BHP then. Should we be having another look? So, so uh, this is a really good example of what I was just saying because when you were talking about BHP before, again, I don't, I don't really follow it that closely. Yeah. yeah. And so I was click, click. Sorry if my clicking comes through on the speakers. It's probably a bit annoying. <laughs> but I'm, I'm madly clicking around just yeah. on Comsec, having a look at at the various figures. Hmm. The first thing I notice is. Uh, um, I know everyone looks at the chart first. I really, it's the last mm. thing I look at if I look at it all. The first thing I looked at was like the price earnings ratio was seven. Yeah. And the dividend yield was 10% fully frank. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> right. There you go. What are we doing? Now, sometimes, sometimes, mm. like, well, sometimes, almost always when you see that, you go, well, if it's too good to be true, it's yeah. too good to be true. Just for those playing along at home who are new to some of these things, <laughs> the market average is about 16 or so. For PE, and in yep. these low interest environment times, it's actually higher than that. So the seven is unusually low, particularly for a, mm-hmm. for a very established blue chip profitable uh, company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a yield of 10%. I mean, 
are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I <laughs> what do I get in the bank? Like, if, if, if I right. buy BHP, what is it, 40-odd bucks at the moment and don't yeah. do anything for 10 years and sell it for 40 bucks, mm-hmm. but I'm getting a 10% yield every yeah. month. Yeah. Plus franking credits, so I've actually <laughs> got to rules, I've, right? I've got to work it out. Otherwise, I'll go mad. What is it? That's fourteen dollars. Uh, that's fourteen percent in yield adjusted in uh, tax adjusted terms. Yep. That is insane. Every single year, right? That yep. is insane. Okay, so okay, something's something interesting. I can tell without looking at anything else that it means that the market thinks that this isn't going to last. So these are. The, the, these PEs are being calculated off what might be called peak earnings and, mm-hmm. and peak dividends. So an incredibly mm-hmm. great year. Earnings have shot up. Dividends have shot up. Makes those ratios look completely attractive. The market's not an idiot, particularly for a hyper-liquid, <laughs> hyper-scrutinized, hyper-follow company. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so the expectation is, is that, that that's going to fall. Yeah. Um, so the, I, I, I'm sorry to sort of labor the point, but this, I think this is an interesting example of the journey you go through. and You sort of start with a stock name and then you, you, you continue through it. You can look at you can look at forecasts and all that. Now, take forecasts with a massive grain of salt because they're always wrong. But just just for the exercise, I bring up the forecasts uh, again. I'm just using Comsec, but these things are mm-hmm. virtually everywhere. So uh, they've got what 5.91 in per earnings per share for 2022. Next year, it's four dollars thirteen according to the consensus estimates. So that okay, that explains things a little bit. And then it actually drops further and it drops further. Um, mm. Having said that, having said that, mate, if I go out to 2024 and the market's saying uh, $3.50 earnings per share, again, excuse my clicking, click, 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 that's still a P of 11 mm-hmm. on, right? the current, on the current share price. And that's why, I, <laughs> that's why I'm worried about the whole, the heuristic can be super useful, right? Because if it yep. saves you from one great BHP, but 100 terrible others, you're probably still ahead. Yep. But if you can separate, if you can sort of, you know, maybe say, okay, well, there's mining writ large, mm-hmm. but there is either large cap mining or diversified mining or just BHP or something. And do the same rules apply kind of at an industry level? They do, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and are, you, so, are you persuading yourself or are you persuading me or are you still skeptical? I love that meme. Was it from Django at Tarantino? It was like, you had my curiosity and now you've got my attention. <laughs> I've I heard that. that's good, and, and I, I think um, I think yeah, I think I'd probably put it in that category. I, I, and I think this is I think that is that is the the more practice you get at analysis, the 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 um, the better you get at it. Where it can be a pretty quick process, it can be well. It should be, it shouldn't be too quick a process, but you can at least you can look at a high level and and know whether it's worth digging deeper. So there might have been something that I saw. Let, let's say I saw there and the, and the PE was 98 and the yield was 0.001. It's like, well, <laughs> unless, again, unless there's something massively uh, um, uh, exceptional expected for the year, next year or two, I, I'd know automatically mm. to dismiss it. So, but yeah, just going through that little journey then, you can kind of go, okay, that's a tick. Right. That's a tick. <laughs> that's a tick. Exactly. You know, I guess, I guess the, the, um, the area that I would want to look at next is, is sort of like, well, how much development do you have to do? Because earnings are one thing, the actual yeah, cash flows yeah. are another. So, yeah, that's so, true. So maybe you're going to have to in, um, bulk up these resources and spend a gazillion dollars doing it. Mm. These are multi. These are often well multi-decade long projects, so they, they can yeah. take a while to bear fruit. Yeah. And then you need to have some view again on on where the price of nickel and the the rest of it is going. As I said before, I, I don't I don't think it's a silly thing to imagine. That these commodities do go up in in value, to, at least to some extent, before a really strong supply side response comes on, because the world is is going to need it. Yeah. Um, 
but you know it's always it's just fun it's a, such a great exercise because you know I did I did notice in the week that there was some news on the fusion front they've uh, one one of these labs okay yeah they they got ignition which is sort of like a self-sustaining reaction for a short very short amount of time that's but cool. I, I, men- I mentioned that because here's, there's, there's the left field black swan, right? So <laughs> yeah. BHP makes all, oh, everything's going, we need batteries, yeah. we need it. And then all yeah. of a sudden someone invents fusion and makes the entire <laughs> renewables <laughs> thing to, like redundant. So yeah. um, anyway, way yeah, off, way off topic it? there. But yes, yeah, like, no, your, point, like your point is, are we, being, are we being wrong to instantly dismiss it? There's mm. a very high chance of that. It's hard, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I said I, I bought Fortescue. I, I, I probably, as I've said before, but just for full disclosure, I've probably bought some mining stock way, way, way back in the day. I think I mentioned I bought man. I was a mining and tried to trade that when I was very young and stupid. Um, other than I don't think I've ever owned a miner, but um, I don't know. You look, I own Fortescue now, and look at BHP. You know what I'm also I'm always scared of is exactly that dot com experience of no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Now you're 1999. Tech stocks have proven themselves. Okay, I better jump, jump on the tech train. And then the crash comes. Like you know, you don't want to be the you don't want to be the um, what do they call it? The capitulation trade, right? When I finally go, okay, I'll buy a miner. That's probably a sign for everybody that it's time to sell, and that's yeah. uh, that, that's always the challenge. But it, it is it's tough. I think too with these, you need to you need to have a very clear idea of what the trade is. I, I use the I probably shouldn't use the term the trade because it, it it suggests something of a speculative short term nature. But I, I mean, what's the investment thesis here? So we 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 often say both of us are long term investors, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between something that you think. Um, Maybe there's mm-hmm. um, think of an example. There's, there's something where you think there's a, a strong structural change underway in an industry. Yeah, yeah. You've got a leading company in that space mm-hmm. where there's just going to be a, you know a decade or more of of the world onboarding onto this new tech. Yeah. Whether that's yeah, yeah. SaaS software, yeah. you know, whether it's the internet, um, whether whatever whatever these big sort of super megatrend kind of <laughs> things are. Yeah, Right. Where where the mis- where yep. the lesson there is is that when you're making that kind of investment, and as long as everything remains in place and you've sort of owned the dominant network, that you you hang on. You don't go, mm. oh, it's three percent mm. over my valuation. I'm getting out. It's <laughs> just right. dumb. Like the money that's there. Right. This right. is the, we talk about it all the time. That's the Amazon trade, right? You yeah. you you buckle on. Don't overthink the value, and you and you 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 sit there for for, for many 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 years because that's that's just that's where the one hundred x returns comes from. Not not by mm. being Mister Clever and trying to lock in a twenty percent gain over six yeah. months. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Different potentially. So oh, with yeah. your Fortescue Metal yeah. uh, trade mm. or BHP, mm. um, and I, look, this this is me just spitballing here, but I would I would say that 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 would probably be different. In the sense where I think, having talked to you before with Fortescue Metals, it's, it, the idea that you had is just like, well, it's just like really dirt cheap at the moment. Yeah. But but mining is mining is mining is mining, and it is by definition <laughs> it is challenge. cyclical. Yeah. So what yeah, I'm saying exactly. is, even even though I know you yeah, and, and yeah. I agree with you, and I know that you've gone in with with a with a, mm. you often say you you've got this wonderful way of saying it, which is. Um, buy to hold not buy mm-hmm. and hold that is I, i'm buying with the yep. intention yep. to hold for as for as long as it makes sense but let's say that let's say in, in our in our reality three months from now fortescue metals goes from 19 bucks a share to 29 dollars a share yeah yeah now yeah. whatever reason whatever we don't know i would put it to you sir that you should probably sell. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and I say that, it's like, you, no, but you're, I'm not a yeah. short-term yeah. trader. No, I know you're not. But I bought this for the long term. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you did. 
But I would remind you, it's like, no, Scott, you didn't buy this for a multi-decade structural shift and yeah. Fortescue Metals yeah. is going to be compounding its earnings at 20% like a staircase for the net. You, mm-hmm. No, you bought it because it was dirt cheap. <laughs> Thesis right. was realized quicker than you anticipated or dared dream, but nevertheless, it was realized and you should take the money and run. Or, or am I wrong? No, I think, I think that, no, well, so I think the context of that is absolutely right. Um, I... And this is, oh man, so tangent on a tangent. Um, you're absolutely right. And, and this is, we've been talking about this before, but not for a while actually, about what happens when your thesis changes or maybe when your thesis evolves, right? Mm. And so the, 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 the complicated answer for Fortescue is, look, if it went to $29 tomorrow, would I sell? Probably yes, because it was a super sudden change. Like, well, gift horse, mouth, okay, fine, whatever. Yep. But, but as much as it was about the iron ore price being cheap, at some future point, depending on what the iron ore price is at that point and what else Fortescue is doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I wouldn't say it's automatically a sell at X price just because it went from X to Y or Y price went from X to Y. Um, sure. And so there, there's, there's always that, and you've got to be super careful, right? Because that's, speaking of changing our minds and whether BHP is worth buying, the other question is, you know, if a thesis changes, what do you do? Yeah. You know, if, if the iron ore price was still low and Fortescue doubled, it might be like, well, hang, and it was based on profits, for example, right? Because it was yeah. a production thing or it was a whatever. Then you absolutely should always reconsider. Ah, um, if 100%. and also, you know, Force is doing a whole lot of stuff with green hydrogen, a whole lot of other stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, is there a circumstance under which twenty nine dollars is a price I'm prepared to hold for? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But to your point, is it is it much more likely that absent any of that stuff, twenty nine dollars is a gift? Yes, absolutely. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll answer. It depends because because that's your favourite phrase. Speaking of phrases that are that are very useful and, and oft repeated, um, it depends is is super super important, right? And I think yeah. the challenge with changing theses is it's so tempting to justify the change to hold because we love inaction as humans, right? Inertia yeah. is inertia is inertia. Yeah. Twenty nine dollars, but what if? Maybe look at this. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll hold for a bit longer. You know, so tempting to do. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes that's a stupid mistake. Other times, like actually, no, that's that's really real. You know, company X was used to do Y now it does Z, and look how well it's doing. And mm. I can't have a good example right now, but there are businesses out there that have continued to grow past the initial value prop um, into something else. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway itself, right? You you buy shares in a in a in a, in a cotton mill back in 1965. Mm. Oh, now it's you know the world's largest shareholder of Apple. You know, has, has the thesis changed? Well, kind of, yes, kind of, no. <laughs> yeah. It was a Buffett bet, all that sort of stuff. So really, really challenging question. Great question. Um, one you should hold me accountable to, by the way, because, uh, well, hopefully it's not. It'd be a nice problem to have if we did get to that price. I'll happily take a, a victory up on that one. But yes, um, it's, a, it's a really, really good point you make. You do. And you touch on, you touch on uh, probably uh, easily in my top five of, of demons that, I, that mm. haunt me. And, and that, is the, that is the problem of thesis creep. Yeah, where where it's it's not people don't make wholesale changes. Mm. Well, I'm assuming that some people have an investment thesis. We know plenty of people don't. <laughs> yeah. The investment thesis is I just no, go up. number number go up. You know, <laughs> my taxi um, driver said so. Yeah, yeah. Time. You know, so let's assume that you've actually thought it through and you've actually <laughs> can articulate a reason as to why you bought it and why you think it's good value. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's it, like generally speaking, in the real world, it isn't Fortescue Metal going from nineteen to twenty nine dollars yeah. overnight. Yeah. What what will happen? Well, if you me, what will happen? It'll actually go to seventeen, <laughs> and then it'll go to sixteen, and then you'll go. So you so you yep. your yep. your your rationale doesn't change whole, in a wholesale fashion. It changes yep. incrementally. It's like, 
well, oh, there's a, and usually there's a little bit of news behind mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's not great, but you know, it's in the price now. And then it falls a little bit further. Well, that's not great, but you know, at least can't go any further because of this and that. And you just you continually reformulate maybe as an ego protection mechanism uh, to justify it. So it's sort of mm-hmm. that that is the hard thing to watch. I think you you want to have that discipline to say very clearly, I bought for these reasons. And I think at the mm-hmm. at the point of that formulation, you should also formulate when I get out. Um, yes, I will sell. I haven't bought yeah. it yet. I, make the yeah. decision yeah. before you've bought, because as soon as you've bought, the endowment effect comes into play, and it's totally. going to mess with your brain <laughs> in ways that you can't imagine. Correct, correct. So before you own it, say mm-hmm. I will sell. Don't be a don't be don't don't anchor it purely on mm-hmm. price. I yeah. will sell if the company doesn't manage to do this. If the mm-hmm. sales and earnings growth isn't. Uh, within this sort of range that I'm expecting. If mm. the balance sheet drops below a certain thing, whatever it happens to be, put these trigger points in that all these mm. try mm. and help you hold hold yourself accountable to yourself a little bit. And 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 don't forget, like again, you don't want to sort of overtrade. You don't want to pay brokerage. Mm. You don't want to mm. certainly trigger tax events if you don't have to. But at the same time, remember that there's a good mantra, I think, which is when in doubt, get out. Because because as soon as <laughs> as soon as enough doubt creeps into yeah, the, the yeah, situation, yeah. your investment strategy becomes hope. And hope is a bad investment strategy, as I'm fond of saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and, and, and and once you've sort of sold, you can then sit back and in the cold light of day mm. reappraise it. Maybe you've thought, Oh, actually, no, that was a mistake. Actually, I know I'm mm. I am comfortable mm. with it. No, I can confidently yeah. reformulate things and I will buy back. And I will buy back. And maybe, you know, I get in five or ten percent either side of where I was you know, sold out, whatever. But you can you can do that. Right? It's not it's not like a one way bet one way decision that once I've made that decision, it's forever set in stone. Um it just helps. The thinking changes when you don't own something anymore. Right. I so <laughs> I I love that. I'm gonna challenge it a little bit just for fun. Because that would be the same argument someone would tell us as to why they use stop loss orders. Yeah. I can always yeah. buy it back. Yeah. And I think that's, and, I, and, and there was, the other thing is there was no answer, right? Why we're having this conversation is partly because we need therapy and, and this is good therapy for both of us, yeah. uh, but also because it's a, it's a useful conversation to have out loud for our listeners where you don't just say the answer is this, right? Because again, as you say, oh, there it, are no it, it easy depends. answers. Right. Well, and it, it is that thing of like, could, could I just sell and buy back? Sure. Yeah. Am I going to? I don't know. Should I just hold it because the thesis is changing? Sure. Is that a good idea? I don't know. Uh, and so the, and that's why I think the range of thoughts. And by the way, if you listen to this podcast, to get concrete answers. You know by now that's not going to happen. So yeah, don't uh, don't get don't get too excited. Or if you, um, if you if you do find one that is giving you easy answers, <laughs> be, right. be careful. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so I think there's I think there's that. I think the so yes I I, I just want to make that point that selling out and buy back in is actually much harder than you think. Once it, is, sold it, it totally is. Oh, totally could is. I buy back in? Oh, maybe I made the mistake. Oh, money's in my hand. It's almost the reverse of the endowment effect. The endowment then becomes the money, not the stock, right? So yeah. it's like, well, I got the money now. What else should I do with it? Or what else should I do with it? Or you know, uh, or the price then goes up after you sell. Oh, I've missed out. Oh, I'll move on to something else then. Uh, yeah. And we all know we all know that story how that ends. I, um, I just I, I I had a recent experience of of sort of this and I was so taken aback by how powerful it was or how how much it changed my thinking and so prior to the end of last financial year I sold a bunch of stuff that was that wasn't doing great and I sold it because well if you sell something at a loss you get to carry that loss forward forever so one day you can you can use that to offset it now 
very clear, Mr. ATO, if you're listening, it wasn't a wash trade. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. H-P-A-G-E. A wash trade is where you do that. You sell something at a loss and then you buy it back. So you get to, yep. you know, straight away. So you get to you get to lock in that that lovely capital loss that you can use in the future, mm-hmm. but your, your ownership, your exposure to that financial <laughs> entity hasn't changed. In fact, in fact, my intention was I'll just do that and then I'll have free up some cash and then I'll, I'll again, I'll, I'll sit back mm-hmm. and, and, and reallocate in the cold light of day. There are some of those stocks in there I've never actually gone back to. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think I think a big part of the reason is is because once I was physically out, it was like, oh, I, mm. I, I, I can reinvest the money, but I don't have to reinvest oh. it in that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I just, it's, it's, it, it was a liberating experience. That was not my intention, like to do it that way. But I, I did, I, I wondered out loud to myself that if, if, <laughs> if the, the decision was, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. I should just sell some here and put some over here, it was probably a lot harder than just selling, <laughs> yeah, having some right. cash and now thinking, right. what can I do yeah, with it? Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds the same and it is the same in, yes. in so many ways, yes, but psychologically yes. it's really different. I guess that's, that's the point that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm trying to get at. And it's a huge difference, mate. It's a huge difference when you think that through because the cycle, you know, it's all psychology at the end. I mean, the, the, the maths is, is pretty straightforward for everybody, right? Yeah. So it's not a question of, you know, which is, which is um, uh, rationally better because the rational answer is easy. Actually doing it, that's the hard part. I'm really, so you know, trying to get that. Well, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's yeah. You know, there are difficult questions to answer, but the process is not. Hard. It's the easier. Um, it's the easier. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. Speaking of anchoring, speaking of a whole lot of other things, market expectations. Think about trading. Think of everything else that we've talked about over the last little while. Um, retail stocks. You know I'm a fan of retail. I've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast. I won't mention, actually I have to mention the, the one that'll make me drink. So I will do that in a minute. Uh, we, so I, I, I pay attention to my shares, but I, I don't pay the sort of close attention to moving share prices that maybe some people might think. And if that horrifies you, dear listener, I apologize. I just don't care enough about daily movements and share price. Like I genuinely don't care. So I don't, I don't spend as much time following it as some people do. Um, I was taking a task on Twitter for not knowing my top five holdings by weight. I got no idea. I still couldn't tell you what they are. I can have a guess. I might get three or four out of five or maybe five out of seven. Um, if you'll ask me, but I don't, I don't know what they, I just don't know what they are. I don't have that in my head. I don't need it in my head. Right. Cause I'm making those decisions separately. Um, there are things to focus on, things not to focus on. This one for me is not one. Anyway, um, so I got this message from from Kevin, or team got the message from from Kevin, who's our director of research here at the Multi Fool, and here was the list. Over the last month, this is as of Tuesday this week, so a few days ago, as of Tuesday this week. Get this: four stocks, four retail stocks. Kogan up forty four percent. Yes, you can all drink. Templar Webster up sixty four percent. Adore Beauty up 93% and Satire up 156% in a month, in 20 trading days. Mm. Each one of these stocks, Coca's up more than 2% a day on average. Satire up 8% a day on average mm. over 20 trading days. Um, it's a heck of a thing, mate, a heck of a change. Um, they could crash again. No victory laps from me. And by the way, I own Adore and Kogan. Both are well under the price I paid for them. So there's no victory laps coming here. Um, I'm just losing less than I was, which, you know, is better than nothing. But, uh, but, but you know, not good enough. Um, an extraordinary turnaround. And yeah, Templar Web's put some numbers out. And yeah, some other businesses drafted off that. But 
I don't know, mate. I, and I know, you, I, I know I rant about the market not being efficient. You say, why do you care? And we had this conversation back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you just, it, it's, it's a decent reminder that takes satire just because it was the biggest one. By the way, it sells um, fashion goods online. If you don't know the business, I'd never heard of it until oh, 12 months or so ago. Um, 156% change in a month, right? That is not, that is not the business. That is not sales. That is not profits. That is just purely the market going, oh, no, I might change my mind on this one. Mm. And, and the others, by the way, are exactly the same. There was no meaningful new news, right? Kogan did what it said it was going to do. Temple on Webster, by the way, profit was down. Um, Adore Beauty, still you know, miles below where it was. But when it doubles in, in a month, that is, you know, if, you, if you're ever tempted to think the market knows what it's doing or I should care or, or follow it or, or take lessons from it or anything, those four numbers, I hope, uh, will show our listeners there is more to it than just, you know, the market must be right. Yeah, the market's just trying to figure it out. You know, it, it doesn't know. It, 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 it's, there's an emergent property of it, of literally thousands of individual actors trying to, trying to mm. figure stuff out. Um, (laughs) you know and we we put so much intelligence on that thing it's crazy so that so I mean what's the what's the biggest story here pan out a little bit it's like well Mm -hmm. well looks like it's going to hell in a handbasket you know like (laughs) it's really scary out there everyone's paying a gazillion dollars for a litre of petrol and like you know lettuce is like $400 (laughs) a leaf and you know it's no everyone's paying more on their home line it's like there's Mm -hmm. there's a recession you know I'm not so the, the headlines are screaming. Yeah. There's a recession yeah. coming. There's a bad recession is coming. The yep. US is doing this. Europe is going that. There's a war. It's, <laughs> a, it's really scary. And mm. there's actually not not silly reasons to to actually be worried. In, inverted yield curves, you know, and you know to get yeah. hyper technical and all these other kind of stuff that people are saying. These are these are flashing <laughs> red, you know, um, mm-hmm. alarm bells of of, yeah. of impending yeah. recession. Doom. Yes. So what what do you want to hold going into an economic slowdown? Do you want to hold a discretionary retailer? Mm. I mean, if people are going to tighten their belts, are you going to be buying a fashion products? Are you going to be buying new furniture? Are you going to, you know, probably mm. not, or at least not to the <laughs> same extent. Right. So the market saw that and it yeah. freaked out. So even with this recent bounce, the consumer discretionary index for the ASX 200 Still on fifteen percent for the year. Oh, come on, give me my, give me my victory while I've got it. Can I can I have a little, a little bit of fun? Well, I guess I guess the, the thing is here is we, we always think the market has mm. is this ultimate arbiter of truth and that it just mm. knows everything. It, it, it's it's not there to to inform, right? It, it's there to serve. Yes. Is one of my favourite yes. sayings, and it's it, it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about the context. It, the headlines are really scary out mm. there at the mm. moment. Mm. Big yeah. recessions on the horizon. Inverted yield curves. You know, um, record high inflation, all of this kind of mm. stuff. You know, a gazillion dollars yeah, for a lettuce yeah. leaf and and for a liter of petrol. Um, yeah. House prices falling. It's 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 doom and gloom. And when when we, well, the market's assuming that's where we're going to, mm. like to, to mm. far worse sort of um, mm. uh, far choppier waters. Consumer discretionary or retail is is the hardest hit by definition. We're mm. not going to buy the new couch from Temple and Webster. We're not going to buy all these discretionary things that we're going to, to put off to, to really make sure we prioritise our spending because we, we don't have much of a choice. So the market the market sold off on, on all of those kinds of fears. And what we've really seen is, is just the market going, oh, well, maybe now we think it's not as bad as we thought. Now, is it right now and was it wrong before? Or was it right before and is it wrong now? <laughs> you don't know, right? And it, that, that, mm. that, hence, hence the volatility. Here's another yeah. interesting 
uh, factoid for you. If you want to chop up um, the market uh, over any mm. period of time you like and look for the best short-term rallies, they always happen in bear markets. So during, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, it's, so like some of the best one-day gains happened mm. during like between 2007 and 2009, one of the biggest financial disasters the world has ever seen. Yeah, um, yeah. What does that mean? It just, it just, it means... It means that none of this means much, in other words, sort of like, <laughs> I, I think you're right to point it out. It's like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. But whenever, yeah. you point, whenever you point to a recent low and, and a local high or vice versa, you're always going to get these, these, these big moves. And it's just the mistake to go, mm. oh, that means mm. that this mm. is over now. But to your earlier point, well, no, not, no, not necessarily. Was it, again, was it wrong before and right now or right now wrong before? We don't know. Yeah. And we could absolutely would fit within the the historical experience to see this yes, big rally yes. and then to see it fall away again another 50%. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just I'm just emphasizing yeah. the point here is is that I think it's really interesting and definitely yeah. like noteworthy, but it, it's mm-hmm. it's inferring action on the basis of that alone, which which I think is the that's dangerous true. part. And and the way that you and I would put it, and I know we have before, is it's it, in fact in fact it wasn't that I want to say it was probably about three or four weeks ago we were sort of saying, Yeah, we get it. It's scary, but mm. gosh, mm. some of these retailers are really, really, really cheap. You know, is where you can you can make the case of like, yes, I actually think that there will be a pretty nasty recession, but even in that context, yeah. it's probably still in the price and then some. The, the pendulum swings too far in both directions and not, not, not that, yeah, that you can use right. that to, to time things, but um, that it, it just it emphasizes that the the focal point here is one of value um, more than more than price action. I think, that, I think that's absolutely right, man. I, I think your point about the market is is valid. And the other, there was the opposite point, but the same point with the one I was making, which is just when you see when you see share prices move that significantly, it is the market basically throwing up its hands saying, I don't know. It, 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 it almost by definition, I'm going to say, I'm going to say by definition, but feel free to tell me I'm wrong. By definition, satire cannot be worth X and then two and a half X in the space of 20 trading days without some fantastically, wonderfully life-changing, business-changing uh, announcement of, of something between ultimate destruction and then, you know, permanent, um, whatever the opposite of destruction is, per- permanent, uh, you know, value value creation or, or, or massive, you know, there is no, if you're a biotech and you get a, a deal signed, yeah, you can 10x your shares in, sure. in a day or a, or a month, right? If you're a, if you're a, a miner who, who strikes gold or oil, okay, fine. If you're a retailer selling stuff and lots of stuff, physical stuff, not even on, online, you know, not software, not code, literally stuff, yeah. stuff. There is, there is, I'm going to say almost no scenario under which you go from being worth one X2 to two and a half X in the space of a month. And I think that's, my point is not, as I said, that I actually, by the way, I think they were and, and still are cheap, most of these retailers, um, which is a slightly different point. My point was broadly just a reminder of, you know, if you felt bad because your shares are down or by the way, feel good because your shares are up, remember the market knows nothing in both, in both directions, mm-hmm. right? Not exactly nothing, but you, there is not... It, you know, you've got to separate your ego and frankly, you've got to separate your score, if you like, or your correctness. There's a better way to put it, mate, and you'll come up with it. Um, from You've got to separate that from what the market's actually doing on a day-to-day, month-to-month, or, or even year-to-year basis. Yeah. The, the the simple reality, Berkshire fallen 50%, you know, 
three times. Amazon's fallen 50% 25 times. I've said these things before. Um, yet we still go, oh, shares are down. Oh, maybe I should sell because maybe I'm an idiot. Oh, shares are up. Look, I'm a genius. I'm right because the market... It's like, no, in both cases, trying to use the market as the determinant in the short term. Long term, absolutely. Short term, just uh, just crazy. Yep. There are no adults is the, is the take-home message. <laughs> it's, it's the epiphany I keep exactly. coming back to again and again and again. But it's hard, right? Because we want, we want to – we're human. Like we, want, we want confirmation. Not even confirmation bias. We just want to know when we're right or wrong. And so you kind of look around and go, it's really, 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 really uncomfortable to have a thing in my hands and go, I don't know. So, yeah. Someone tell me what this is worth, please. Like, give, me, give me some sense. Am I right? Am I wrong? We, just, we, don't, we desperately hate – uncertainty we hate um lack of lack of clarity we the whole idea of you know i bought this and there's real money in it so it's risky and i i just want someone to tell me it'll be okay yeah. it's such a human maybe speaking of adults maybe that's the point right we're all, we, we never actually grow up we're, all, we're always children yeah we always want those things and we take solace or we or we feel chastised by the market by a whole lot of other people doing a whole lot of other you know random things all hoping for the same thing from each other that maybe that's the ultimate irony right we look at the market to tell us whether we're right and the market if it's anything is a whole lot of other people doing exactly the same thing to us yeah (laughs) yes exactly 100% in a circle and we're all looking at the other 99 people going I don't know you tell me and if everyone does it, and as I said, there's no one else in the room, we're all, uh, I don't know, maybe it's turtles all the way down, as you, as you like to say. <laughs> I, think, I think the framing of it is really important. So mm. as we sit here and chat today, Thursday morning, and mm. I pick a random stock off my, off my, my watch list here, um, <laughs> Prometic has just had results, right? Okay, so it, okay. It's, uh, it's trading at $52.41. Is that cheap, expensive, or right? Uh, yes. Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Definitely one of those I things. It's one of those things, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: four hundred and fifty-five trades have gone through in the first eighteen minutes of, of the morning. Yeah. One point yeah. two million dollars worth of shares, and I would right. say, in each and every instance, the price was right for the people who did those trades. <laughs> The, oh, this is don't start this is an that. act of this is don't a, a, a mutually um, agreed upon economic. Act between two. Don't tell me. Don't tell me this thing is truth, mate, because that's going to take us a whole hour to unravel. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's as I say, it's the framing. isn't there though. Isn't there though in hindsight, in, in a year's time, five years time, ten years time, we'll be able to look back and work out what the right price was, right? It's right for every person means it's their opinion at this point, yes, rather than that, right in the objective absolute. That's sense. exactly where I was going. So, so these okay, these people these people did this trade, and and they thought there was for every buyer there's a seller. Just the old hackney yes. term. For every seller there's a buyer. Has, <laughs> there has to be right. No one's got for a, a trade to go through. Yeah, exactly. No one's got a gun at their head here. They, people have, yeah, have yeah. willingly logged onto their computer or called up their broker and said, mm-hmm. put a trade on at this price. I want to sell this much <laughs> at, at this price. Yep. And, the, and a buyer's I think done this that. price is yep, uh, a good price to sell. Someone else says, wow, what a great price I'm going to buy. Yep. And, and, and then the trade only goes through when they match up and, and, and under no other circumstances. So, and they both pat themselves on the back, by the way. I think they've done a good deal. Yes. But no, no one. Yeah, ex- Thank God exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and then and you know what? Most maybe both are right. Maybe the person. Mm. Let's say let's say the trade went through at fifty two dollars. The mm. person who sold is a short term trader who's just locked in a lovely little profit. Uh, good mm. on them. They're probably right. And let's say the price falls away twenty percent from here. It's like absolutely, you timed it perfectly. Maybe the person who bought it was a long-term investor, and this thing's going to be worth two hundred dollars in five years' time. But they were so it's actually you know really messed with your head. They could both be right, operating within the context of their own investment strategy. 
And oh. it's just, it's just again, it's this, it's this layering of meaning <laughs> that we put upon these prices and these wiggly lines. And we look at it through our own lens, through our own experience, through uh, we interpret it in the way that we want. And we just forget that these, this is just a highly complex dynamic system, literally tens of thousands of individual actors making decisions in their own context with their own set of circumstances. And it just, the, what's the meaning? The meaning is there is no meaning to it. The meaning is that there's just a group of people. Some people out there want to sell, some people want to buy, and you can participate in that if you want. Just know that when you start to participate in it, you're doing it in, in, in a way that makes rational, logical sense to you and in, in, in a way that, yeah. that, that is likely to, to work out. It, it, it doesn't matter what others are doing. If I want to buy ProMedicas, all that matters is, is that I think that the current people, the 60-odd people offering um, the 60 shares available right now at 52.47, if I think that is a good price, I can, I can take them up on that. That's, that's the only thing that matters. And if I hold it, my, my decision is, well, there's 13 people who want to sell at $52.40. Is, is that a good enough price for me to sell? It's that it's that old it's that old Benjamin Graham Mr. Market idea of knocking on your door every morning, and he's gonna he's gonna knock on your door and he's gonna say Scott, off your price. I'll, I'll trade it for this way, and you can and and, and you can <laughs> slam the door in his face, or you yeah, can say yeah. yes. That's that's the choice, and and most of the time, just yeah. ignore him. He's just an, he's just he's just gonna annoy you <laughs> and distract you. Just just you know put put out put you know. Um, not not in <laughs> on your door <laughs> gone away gone fishing and just just ignore him but then one day he'll knock on your door and he'll offer you an insanely good price uh and and that's when you want to start paying attention and therein lies the skill because while everyone justifies their own deals i don't quite agree with you we won't go into full details about that every, both people are right maybe they're maybe they're not but longer term value creation will happen or not the price in hindsight will be attractive or not in five years time well we just talk about bhp to, to kick well let's mm, let's mm. bookend the uh the episode uh which about bhp at some point in the past those prices were really really attractive and we know that now uh, relative to the market and hindsight should have bought bhp five years ago there is no there's no getting around that right maybe for the right reason maybe for the wrong reason maybe it was luck maybe it was skill whatever and those are other things just because share price doesn't go the way you want doesn't mean you're necessarily right or wrong in terms of your decisions you can have good or bad outcomes the decisions can be right or wrong and they don't necessarily match up one for one you can have a terrible process and get stupidly lucky oh yeah you just mistype a code yeah and make a lot of money were you right no of course not you're just lucky right equally you could buy a business and all of all the research you do suggests this could work and then some unknowable fraud or something else happens yeah. were you wrong well you lost money but was the was it a bad process no just mm. just didn't go it go your way those things are always true yeah yeah, that'll probably do us, mate. We've uh, I've, I've tied myself in knots. You've tied me in knots. Before we start quoting philosophy and Freud, we probably should uh, leave this humble podcast where it is. Will you come back on Sunday? Oh, 100 percent. You bet. If you do want your question answered, or you want to make a comment, leave us some thoughts. Hit us up on the usuals. Let's start. What's we'll up with Ram today? Because I'm a nice bloke. Go to Twitter and follow at Sage underscore Simeon or at Strawman Invest. While you're there, or if you're on Insta, my handles are the same on both, at TMF Scott P or at The Motley Fool AU. If you're on Facebook, 
go to facebook.com forward slash Scott Phillips Money or forward slash The Motley Fool Australia. Or if you've got a long one, email us. Probably the easiest way to do it, quite honestly, if they're long. Info, I-N-F-O, at fool.com.au. The cool kids aren't using email anymore, but Andrew and I aren't cool. So email's a perfectly fine way to get to us. You can <laughs> that, that old courier that. pigeon. Yeah, take, take that your Exactly, pick. mate. I, I still call people, and I'm, I'm sure the young people are like, why are you calling me? Just send me a text. <laughs> I don't care, young people. I'm sorry. I'm old. Get off my lawn. And with that, full on. Cheers. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691.